back, everybody, to I'm a Mom, What's Next? I'm Michelle Monique, and... And I'm Kimberly Celeste. And we were on a hiatus. We had a lot going on, which we'll talk about why we were on a hiatus. But first, I want to bring someone onto the podcast today. I finally did it, guys. The man that's always working. He's never home that much. (laughs) (laughs) He's very important to both Kim and I. He is a resident doctor uh, studying internal medicine. He's a father of one. He's the reason why I'm a mama. It is, of course, the infamous Cameron Gilliard. (laughs) Thanks for having me on. I mean, hey, we're going to answer some questions. We'll talk, get into it. Whatever you want to get into, we can do it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Some some great words over there. Right. He's a man of many words. (laughs) Um, So this is going to be a fun podcast. Actually, we're going to grill this guy next to me. Um, So before we start off with the, you know, episode with, you know, interviewing Cameron, we're going to get into why we were on a hiatus and what we've been up to. So, Kim, you want to start because you've been super busy. Oh, yeah. So um, I start nursing school next week. It's really upon us so I've been running around um getting things together for that so that's throwing me off my schedule a little bit um and you know doing the last minute uh setup for their daycare which I'm really excited for because mama's trying to get rid of those two Mm. and then you know (laughs) these uh uh, Elijah's been like changing so much this past week so like he's really on that walking wave so I've been like chasing him around the house like he he did like his first steps like a like a month or so ago Oh, nice. But, you know, I couldn't catch it on camera, and I was always able to catch Sophia's on camera, so I was been stressing about it. But so now, I guess, in his 10-month strut, he just gets up and, like, you know, does some steps. So I finally got it on video, and, like, I was sending it to people. Like, oh, my gosh, my baby's walking. Um, So now it's like he'll do, like... I know I didn't get the video either. Okay, okay. okay. Wow. If I'm getting attacked, <laughs> she like news, let me get it it's out. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, no, I, no, I will send you the video. I mean, but Michelle, you were the one who was living the crazy life, so you were the busy one. Okay, I was home busy, but you was out here like jet setting around the country. So I, I was not jet setting around the country. <laughs> There's a lot going on. How many there. flights did you take recently? Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> So two weeks ago, uh, one of my best friends got married. So I flew home for her for her wedding. And then that Monday, um, which would have been August 8th, I flew to Disney because August 7th was my nephew's birthday. Happy belated birthday, AJ. AJ. That's a real one. <laughs> He's a terrible three now. But it was his birthday on August 7th. So August 8th, me and Sebastian flew to Disney um, to celebrate his birthday. So we were there until Thursday. Um, and let's just say it was a fun time to have Sebastian experience Disney at such a young age. However, I will never, ever in my life go back to Disney in the month of August. It's way too hot in Florida. Oh, I almost yeah. fainted. Mm-hmm. Like literally one day we were walking in Animal Kingdom and I just had to stop because I almost fainted. I just had to get some water and Aww. eat something. But literally, the more water I drank, the more I was sweating. So it was just like, I just didn't feel good (laughs) at all. (laughs) So, yeah, so we went to Disney and then we came back. But this one sitting next to me, he had a fun, fun week. Oh, yeah. I mean, my bachelor party, it was four day trip. So I was I left on Thursday and then when I was there until Sunday, 
mm-hmm. in Las Vegas, you know. Sin City. Um, <laughs> was, that's what they call it, but stuff? I was on my best behavior. Best <laughs> uh, behavior. Okay. Yeah, it was fun. We had a good time. Cool. My best friends from college. Um, it was it was good. It was good. We just all reconnected, caught up, you know, and we're all preparing for this big wedding that's coming up. So he's leaving out the highlight of his trip, by the way. What was that? Rick Ross? Oh yeah. I mean that's the well, that was the pinnacle of the trip right there. You met Rick Ross? No, I didn't meet him. We just oh. went to a concert. So oh, okay. this... I'm like, yo, you was chilling with Rick? Yeah, yeah. Nah, I mean, I wish that would have been really cool. But they have this club called Drea's. And um, we had, you know, some champagne. We were okay. celebrating. And he did a few songs. He showed up at like 3 a.m. and performed like three or four songs. But it was really wow, like a walkthrough. It wasn't like a full like Rick Ross concert. But it was cool. It was fun. It was really, really fun. Um, so that was the highlight. And I took mad videos and sent it some to Mish. Um I'll send some to you, Kim, if you're interested. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was good. Yeah, so that was that was fun. That was and now I'm back to reality. Um but okay. this week, uh fortunately I have a lot of free time because I'm just on call so I don't have to report to work unless someone calls out or someone's sick. So these last oh, nice. two days I've kind of just been enjoying just the laid back atmosphere. You know. And why are you even enjoying the laid-back atmosphere? You tell them. <laughs> Sebastian started daycare yesterday. Yes, that's the, that's the highlight of the Gilead family, this Gilead family. Well, yeah, this Gilead. <laughs> it's, it's a nice break from the, the hustle and bustle. but um, yeah, it's, yeah. it's different. Yeah, it's different. But like I was saying, yes, you two were very busy jet-setting around the world, so that's why we were on hiatus. Not because of Kimberly Celeste. Just clarification. Listen, there. I don't know why Kimberly is lying. Listen, Kim is not that uh, active on social media, but her mom is. And when I say I saw her mom posting like every day where y'all was going, y'all was going to museums, pools, oh. parks. Y'all were busy. Like, let's let's not front. <laughs> you stay putting my business on the street. No, I, I had a really, um, yeah, my mom was here like four days the other week. So, yes, we went to the Splash Park one day. I think we went to the Children's Museum. We were going out to dinners, lunches. So, yes, we we did have a busy week. Okay, granted. And the kids had a really great time. And my mom loves being able to catch those special moments. And, yeah, she loves to brag. And so, like, you'll text me, like, oh, I saw that on Facebook. And I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, of course. <laughs> my mom instantly makes a Facebook post about everything we do, which is sweet. You know, she loves her grandbaby. So we had a really good week um, doing that. She comes down and really helps me out when – Maddie's G is working around the clock, so that was a nice little break for me because she was waking up with them in the morning, so I got to sleep a little bit. But yes, I was busy in that sense, running around with them and just getting my house in order for this next journey because I start school next week and then Matthew mm-hmm. goes back to school the following week, so it's like back Kim, to back over that? here. The nursing school, I'm I'm excited for you. Oh yeah, so we never really got to. So we're face to face talking about this now, Cam. I know I told you about this long time ago that I was long, yeah, long in nursing ago. school. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I had some other things that happened, like you know, marrying, having all these babies and everything. So I'm back on track. Uh mm-hmm. I did like all my prerequisites though, like after I had the kids. So I was taking classes this whole time. So you took then, pre-med classes already. So I had to like, you know, take anatomy, physiology, micro. Oh, okay. Okay. chemistry all those stuff um yeah, i just take lifespan development all that good so stuff. you're all i mean you're pretty much all set 
That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm just going to be there for two years because now I'm just taking the actual nursing classes. Um, so I'm taking, um, I think I'm taking health assessment, you know, and uh, like professionalism and nursing, all that stuff. And I also start clinicals this semester too. So I'll be out there. Okay. Touching patients. But you didn't tell so. me what school you're going to. Oh, I'm going to your school, University of Maryland, Baltimore. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good school. Yep. That's a really good school. So really we're going to be fellow alumni. Yeah, we'll, we can go to all the alumni two times. Uh, events and everything. Oh, my gosh. Facts. You guys both like went to Temple, too. Yeah. You know, I'm just living your life. It's junior, you know? She's, she's good. <laughs> she's am, your junior? <laughs> I am copying Cameron. This is true. I'm just following him everywhere. Wow. Wow. I didn't I'm know. I was... But nah, that's that's awesome, Cameron. It's going to be good. You'll come out a lot smarter. So, What is that supposed to mean? No, nursing school is very stimulating. It's just, it's good. It's good for you. Yeah. Um, it's it's not a joke. I'm very excited yeah. to start and get in there. Um, you know, I wanted to take this time, like having Elijah and this time that I've been home to like reassess my career and make things move into like what I'm really passionate about. So I'm like super excited and mm-hmm. like, this is going to be good. And yeah, I can't wait to really just understand all that medical jargon and like really you know, be, be impact patients and change, you know, help with policies in the future and all that stuff. Like it's, that's, that, that is very stimulating. The, the healthcare environment is so like crazy. Your brain has to just fun- function on a thousand. So like, I'm really, I'm really hype. I'm real hype. Yeah. So that way when I uh, need help, I won't just have Cameron to call. Oh, you can, can still you now. Your question is still your husband. <laughs> you know, my uh, questions, I still be asking Kim questions, medical questions, and it'd be like off the wall. I'm like, I was on Google, and Google said this. <laughs> you nonstop looking up things on Googles and WebMD, and then she's always like, it's cancer. And I'm like, Michelle, oh my goodness. <laughs> Everybody thinks Google they're doctors. Me. Yeah. that Because they have the internet. Doctors hate the most. <laughs> it's the Googler. But, you know, it's, it's hard because it's like... the. You know, if you don't have the like education, man, you, Google's your best friend because and Google can be very helpful as well, like just figuring out basic things. But sometimes you, it, it'll tell you the worst thing like ever, so you got to be careful with that. Yeah, literally everything in Google ends with either cancer or death, and it's just like whoa, like my ear is just hurting, you know? Brain so cancer, death, <laughs> imminent death. Yeah, I mean, Google is Google me. is rough. Uh, I it has me in a panic mode sometimes, but I'm doing better of staying. A off. lot of times, a lot of times, I'm doing better staying off of it. So, but yeah, so that's why we were on the hiatus. We were busy, and now Kim's about to be extra busy. So, if there's another hiatus, you know why? It's not my fault. It's hers. Oh no! <laughs> don't blame me. <laughs> But with that said, I guess we can go ahead and hop into our episode. So this week, we're going to be talking about um, expectations versus reality of parenthood. But since we have Cameron here, we're also going to get like the the male perspective of fatherhood as far as the expectations. Because I think like between mothers and fathers, there's always a major difference of how we think um, men versus women. So I know fatherhood has a bigger expectation versus reality for men than it does for moms. So I'm glad that you're here to kind of share your experience. But I do want to start off talking to Cameron with an icebreaker question. You ready, Kim? Okay. So so Cameron, when you found out you were going to be a father, did you expect your child to look more like you or more like me? 
<laughs> and now that he looks more like me, how do you feel about your reality? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, you told me that you had strong traits in your family, and so do I, I feel. So I always expected there to be a mixture. I didn't expect it to be a spitting image. Um, but the way he looks now, it's all subjective. I mean, because personally, I think he looks more like me, but that's just my personal opinion. But we went on the trip to Jamaica. And a lot of my friends were saying, oh, they look just like Michelle. And I'm just like, uh, yeah, maybe. But if you ask other people, they say they look like me. So it's just it just depends, you know. But I expected there to be kind of like a mix um, and I and I do I will say as he's getting older he's looking a little more like you right now at this present moment but you know we're both males you know it's, it's, as he gets older he'll look okay. more like you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's just I'm... natural it's a you know chromosomal thing oh you know? okay <laughs> I'm so, I'm not biased but you got I'm it right biased. now <laughs> so I can say what I feel about how he looks okay so from the jump I did say Michelle I thought. Sebastian was like you there's something here there's also something that reminds me of your grandmother that he has and mm-hmm. AJ but I will say like when you're talking about like the body frame and that like when you're not looking at the these features right here that's Cameron mm-hmm. like if you're not looking at Sebastian's middle face yeah his middle face is like super you the nose for sure yeah um, there's certain there's like certain things you can tease out um, but it just depends, you know. So like his features, his facial features are starting <laughs> to favor you, but his body, like when I look at Cameron's baby pictures, I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's the hair, you know, the like the shape of the head, like the shape of the, the body head, seems yes. like it's all Cameron. So <laughs> exactly. like he'll surprise you what he's going to look like at the end of the day. Yes. But uh, you know, but I definitely see how he's your son, Michelle. I see the features. It's definitely your son. I'm, yeah, I he's would definitely my son. He's my son too, though. Uh, yes. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, so Kim, do you want to start off? Like when you um found out that you were gonna be pregnant with just Sophia, what was your expectation versus the reality? And then when you became a mom of two, how did your expectations of being a mom of two to the reality change? So getting when I had Sophia it was more like, I feel like I thought I could just look up things and I just follow these rules and like, this is going to be the end result, which that's not the case. So I, Sophia as my firstborn, I feel like she's been the toughest on me so far. So it was like a real rude awakening to the different levels of babies. Like some babies are kind of calm and smooth sailing and some are a little bit more um like needy and not as cooperative. You know, so like, you know, I I say about her, like sleeping was not a thing for her. She didn't want to sleep at all by herself during the day or at night. So I know I was going to be exhausted beyond exhaustion, but this was a different level of clinging to me. So like, I feel like uh, Matthew and I, we were looking at different ways to get her to sleep. And I feel like we spent so much time just trying to search how this girl could get sleep that even on all the things we bought, it was like she would sleep max two hours in it on her own. So like that was... It's just like every baby's different, I guess. I think that's like a, the biggest thing to learn from that. And, um, you know, from Sophia, she's really just like me personality-wise. And uh, she looks like me, too. So, like, I... <laughs> she does. Yeah. So, I... um, Some of that stubbornness, some of that sass, you know, she has some tendencies like me. Like, she, um, she plays in her hair and sucks her tongue. And, like, my mom put a picture up on Facebook of me playing in my hair and sticking out my tongue just the same way as she. 
So I was like, wow, like I really gave birth to myself and I know I can be a lot to handle. So, you know, realizing that was, you know, a lot. Um, But then when it came to the second child of Elijah, it's just now you always have two. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't stop. So it was like a reality, like I always am going to have multiple children so I can stop with dealing with one and I always have to go to the other. So it's like that juggling is insane. I feel like when I thought I was busy with Sophia, I didn't really know what real busy was until having Elijah, you know? So some days I'm just so burnt beyond burnt, but I'm like, how could I even be more tired than I was when I just had Sophia because she never slept, but it's just, it's just around the clock. I feel like you never get a break once you have that second person. And, you know, now he's going through that phase of, you know, trying to walk and get into everything. So I feel like I'm just so exhausted and, that's why I'm like dying for them to go to daycare. Cause I'm like, I really need a break. I feel like all power to the stay at home moms. But once you hit multiple children, I'm like, the jig is up. huh? Yeah. <laughs> you, you just, it's like, you're going insane. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. Wait a second. Maddie G, are you going to bless us with your presence? Oh, oh, he just pulled up. Maddie G just yeah, pulled, up. pulled up. Oh, oh. Surprise appearance. It's a party. He he's able to put the the crazies down for a little bit. Where, where's Sophia? Oh, okay, thank you. All right, Yo. here's Maddie G. Hi, Matt. Hey, it's hey, Maddie G. How you doing? What's good? <laughs> wow. <laughs> How's life? Um. Yeah, tell us about yourself, Matt. My name is uh, Matthew. Um, I'm I'm not gonna <laughs> disclose my age, but I'm in somewhere in the late twenties. Um, of course, I'm unmarried to this. Um, wonderful woman, um, wonderful mom, um, Kimberly Gordon, and you know I'm pretty sure you are aware we have two children, um, a daughter and a son, who's um turning eleven months at the end of this month, and it's pretty much me, just a working average American man. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your intro, Matthew. That was a, that was um, a, that's a good one. That was a good intro. I like that. <laughs> uh, Michelle was asking me about um you know, how does it feel like with us having two kids? Like, what was your expectation of having two kids? And then what's the reality? How does your expectations and the reality differ? Um, expectation was, um, you know, pleasant, um, you know, definitely exciting, which, you know, uh, those expectations were fulfilled. Um, you know, it's a joy actually being with them. Um, any chance, you know, any chance I, um, I get, um the reality the reality is your free time is kind of diminished um you're kind of doing a lot of sacrificing and you're just very tired all the time (laughs) all the time all the time (laughs) but it's worth it yeah i mean at the end of the day i think that's like the biggest thing about parenthood in general is like we have this expectation of how we're going to parent or how our kids will be. And then when the reality sets in that it's totally different or similar to our expectations, but differ in a different way, we're just like, at the end of the day, it is worth it to have, you know, these babies and to love on somebody that we created, you know, and see them grow up. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah it's it's beautiful. Yeah. It's like, a blessing. I, I, I look at how they, they've grown up so much in such a short period of time. And just like, it's so out of control, you know, I'm yeah. just like, wow. You know, it's really amazing to see it. So, yes, we talk about a lot of the stresses, but, like, there's so much beauty in that stress. And sometimes 
I think I was texting Angel. I'm like, sometimes as parents, we get so caught up with the crazy that we don't sit back to also appreciate at the same time that we're able to experience this and watch these children grow. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yes, it's, it's the biggest job undertaking you'll ever do in your life, but it's just like, it's just, to, it's amazing just to watch these little humans just grow and learn everything and be a sponge and then go to preschool and then go to school. And it's just like, you know, so I'm, I'm really trying to sit back and really appreciate the beauty of having these kids. But at the same time, you know, they're really trying me, you know, so I'm like, they need to go. like go to daycare yeah (laughs) yeah sometimes we do need a break from them but um you know sometimes you you do miss it's kind of weird it's like you need a break from them but when you get that break you kind of miss them if that makes sense yeah it makes sense yeah we have sebastian in daycare now and it's it's relaxing i will say that but there are times where i miss just like chasing him around and picking him up and making him laugh because I love making him laugh. It's like, you miss that. But then I also know that daycare is good for him in terms of his development. Mm -hmm. I know that he's having a great time making friends. So it's kind of like, I don't want to be selfish and be like, well, I just want my kid all to myself. I have to let him, you know, go through the emotions, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That social interaction is a must because my wife, Kim, taking them, our daughter to um just just the pediatrician yesterday just to pick up some um, documentation to enroll them in daycare and mm-hmm. like she's seen other like um like toddlers present in the um office and our daughter was just gravitating trying to play with them and it's mm-hmm. just that social interaction they really do need they yeah. crave it they yeah, yeah they, they do love crave that it stuff. yeah yeah yeah, I mean, I agree because uh, yesterday was our first day taking Sebastian to daycare. But even that, after we dropped him off, I was like, what do I do with my day? Because I just didn't know what to do. And then there was a point in time that I just kind of missed him. I'm like, at this point in time, I'd be doing this with Sebastian, especially because I work from home. So I know what days are my lighter days of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and Monday is one of those days that it's a light day for me at work. So I'm like, this is the time that I'd be like playing with Sebastian or we'd be doing X, Y, and Z and I don't have him here to do it. So I'm like, dang, I'm kind of sad that he's gone. I miss him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This, I mean, in the, in the daycare thing is more so a break for Michelle because she's the one that's home every day, you know, cause I'm usually working. So, um, when I work picks back up, I probably won't see him as much. Um, and maybe some of the days I'm off, he can stay home, but, um, really, it's the break is for for Mish because you know it's yeah, hard, work. <laughs> hard work. Yeah. It's hard work. So. I, I'm glad you um mentioned that how like the break is really for her because you're at work. Because like you, Matthew, you're at work all day yes. for 12 hours. So you know it's normal for you to like I haven't seen them today or I won't see them for the next few days while I'm at work. Whereas I'm the one who's home with them, so it's like. I don't really get a chance to miss them, to miss them yet. Whereas you, you'll come back and say, you know, I miss them or they're so different. I haven't been yeah. around for a little bit. I'm yeah. like, really what changed? You know, like I'm here yeah. all the time. With them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. like the daycare break for me is like super essential where it's like, you've been getting a break by going to work and you know, you do other activities outside the house where I'm primarily home. So Michelle and I are like, you know, yes, but I'm sure it's going to hit me when, you know, I'm like, Oh, you know, I, I, I would have made this for lunch for them today. You know, um, I'm sure that will hit me once uh, they actually go, but I'm just like super excited to like get them out there and, 
you know, the socialization and for them to play. I feel like sometimes, or a lot of times, Michelle and I, when we're home with them, we're just being home with them and not really doing much. So I feel like the daycare is a breakup. So it'll be like, okay, they're doing an activity day. They're playing with other people, this and the third. They'll be tired when they come home and, you know, so. And I must add on the first thing you were saying, um, I've been like doing like various overtime. Um, and sometimes I work like three days straight, have a day off, and I'll come back, work two days, depending on my scheduling. And I notice like, you know, I'm because just because of my long hours, I'm kind of missing. Like, I'm probably not seeing my um my children before I depart to work. Um, but I notice like the development. Like, if I'm off like next week for like a day, like I see the difference between the previous week mm-hmm. and next week. From like, I'm kind of missing like the social like development or like the physical development. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah, so they grow extremely fast. Yeah, these kids change overnight. Yeah, they really do. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, so to Cameron, you want to answer the uh, question too? Like, what was your expectation? Like, the reason I want to ask, I want to ask you specifically because I know for you, you um, really look up to your dad. I know Mm. your dad is like your role model, pretty much. So, did you go into being a father? You know take some of the things that your dad has his qualities of and you know be that type of father or did you have your own expectation and then what was the reality um you know like during the months that you were pregnant I did think about you know what kind of father I wanted to be um but I don't know if I really had like the thing is that question is hard for me because I didn't really I don't really know if I had true expectations because I've obviously never had a child before and I feel like every child is different um, so it's hard to really have major expectations. I knew it was going to be tough, um, but I didn't realize, you know, how tough it can actually be in terms of just like the mental and physical exhaustion that comes with it. And then having to put someone else before yourself is something that's new for me. Uh, my dad was definitely a role model. I feel like he was an, uh, amazing father, um, However, I do have my own identity, and there are things I feel like I will take from him. Um, I think he was he was stern. He he valued education, you know, and he was big about respect and honesty. And I think that's something I would carry on uh, in raising my son. But you know, there's other things, you know, that I may add in that's uniquely me. Um, one thing, as you know, Mish, that I love to do is I love making Sebastian laugh. I just want to have a more um, I don't want to say, I don't want to, I want to have a friendship with my son as well as be his father all at once. Mm-hmm. And there's, I feel like there's, there's a nuance to that um, and that I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, but I think that's something that's very important to me. So um, it's nice having that role model there. Cause you kind of can see like, okay, this is the, the basic structure I want to be, but there you know, I'm still my own person. So, you know, it's just kind of adding in your own flair. Um, but yeah, my expe- I mean, I feel like in general, I expected that having a child would make me happy, and I feel like it definitely did. So, um, yeah, that's how I feel about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can agree on what you're saying about far as that having um, that role model, but still being your own unique individual person. Because I, I want to have that friendship, like from a young age all the way to adulthood, with you know Sebastian, and if we have more kids. 
um, be their friend as well as their parents. So like they know that they can come to me with anything and know that they're they're safe with me as far as like their friendship. And then when it's time to be a parent, they yeah. know they better not try me. And I think that's the hard part. <laughs> my initial fear with it was like, if I'm too much of my son's friend, then he's not going to respect, respect. me. Yeah, he's not going to respect me. He's not going to listen. And these are things that I need him to do, you know? So it's like, it's like sort of like establishing that dominance without, without it being overbearing and like, kind of like, you don't want your child to feel like, well, I can't talk to my father. I don't, I can't talk to my mother because they're going to, they're going to beat me or they're going to yell at me, me, things like that. I don't, I want to take that fear out of it i want him to be open with me but i still want that level of respect where it's like if i say hey bash you should go about things like this or you should do this or do this do that he listens and when he becomes an adult hopefully the things that i've taught him he can instill in himself and then his family if he has a family so yeah yeah i i 100 feel what you're saying um mm-hmm. Growing up, my parents kind of had that boundary. Like, I'm your, I'm the father. I wear the pants. Yep. I'm your mother. Um, just do, you know, just do it because I said so. I'm the exactly. adult. Um, I understand there's certain qualities I do want to adapt from my parents. Um, that you know that as a parent myself, that I learned what they've done and I understood. But um, I do want to kind of adopt that like friendship. I don't want them to be like too friendly. I still want to like um divide boundaries. Like I'm still your father, but you can still yeah, come up to me with balance. anything. Mm-hmm. Because there's th- certain things as like adolescents, I didn't feel comfortable going up to my parents because they didn't understand. Because mm-hmm. they'll just say, "Don't worry about that. It's all about going to school, like getting your education and good grades." Which you know that's is true, but there's certain other factors that you know you kind of want like you kind of want to address to somebody you trust or, you know, with your parents that on, on the trustee report kind of situation. And since they kind of have that boundaries, it's kind of impossible to come up to certain, like certain problems. So I think adapting, like knowing how to divide that friendship and that like parenting is very important, like for raising the child. I actually see a perfect example from my wife and with her, um, with her, with her mom because i see you know they have a they have a really good relationship i yeah, see like she could come up and kind of express herself with any concern and it's kind of vice versa but they still have that respect boundary mother and daughter um relationship as long as a friendship relationship so i gotta say something in that kind of nature like i'm trying to do that's, that's very sweet. Shout out Jackie Fuller. Jackie Fuller. Woo woo. Shout out Mama Duke. Babe. Yeah. <laughs> She's such a blessing, but that's beautiful. I'm, I'm definitely going to tell her that you shout her out. I'm like, um, yeah, I have a really great relationship with my mom. And growing up, you know, my mom wasn't like beating me or anything, but like I've always had such a respect for her that like I did not cross her that way. So like I, I love how she parents in like grace because, you know, we we um really have a great adult relationship with her like she was just with david and went to like dinner and lunch you know like we hang out with her and um you know it's nice to be able to have that so you talk about a lot how you want your kids to have a relationship with you past you know when they're 18 because a lot of kids i guess these parents are too strict too strict or you're not comfortable hanging out with them so once you're out of their house you're like i really don't you know interact with you except for that like what weekly phone call and that's like 
that's kind of hollow to have a relationship like that after you spent how many years trying to raise these kids so you want the mm-hmm. love to be reciprocated but i guess you know what we do now is really is really going to impact how they feel about their relationship with us you know sometimes the relationship seems one-sided we we love them but if we're only showing them this like i guess aggressive side and don't come with me this nonsense and they're gonna be like okay well then i don't really have that type of relationship with you mom or dad so um right i'm glad you guys highlighted that because i think that is a big deal um and you know we go into parenting with all these thoughts of how we could do it and like well this is a rule book and this is how the other generations did it so like this mm-hmm. should be easy do what i say and boom but you know we're living in a different times and that's not exactly how things go and i'm not saying we want our kids to be talking back to us left and right because no that's disrespectful but we want to say you know also i do appreciate you coming to me and telling me how you really feel so i can understand what's really going on with you and like kind of parent you a little bit more accordingly to that as opposed mm-hmm. to these are the rules and that's it, you know? Yeah. And I got to add on to that. Um, especially when you said there's a different time, there's different social norms. That's, um, that wasn't so normal, like back in the day. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, um, I know, you know, you can't really teach an old dog new tricks, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said you were in your late twenties, Matthew. <laughs> uh, I, I am, but there's certainly, you know, <laughs> you're ridiculous. Late twenties. Late twenties. <laughs> but there are like so social norms that's like kind of prevalent now that's normalized that they're not really like acclimated to and um i just gotta yeah. like add on to that that they it can't be like just do what i say this is how it's supposed to be done you just kind of have to uh, i can't say adapt with the time you can still have your beliefs but be more sensitive be more understanding because um no it's kind of like for example like um i'm just gonna spin an example um, I'm pretty sure back in the day it's not common to see like men with earrings or with nose rings and I you know have a little brother that has a nose ring. Um, I see male nurses and I see other males commonly have nose rings and maybe um mm-hmm. our parents will um have a comment because it wasn't very normal in their times, but um it's still you still have to be sensitive. There's certain um there's certain um things that um you know kids are hiding um from their parent they don't feel really comfortable expressing that to their parent like i have a cousin um she um migrated here from jamaica um i hope i'm not putting her on the spot but i'm not gonna (laughs) just don't say her name (laughs) (laughs) she has a, a belly ring um and she showed it showed it to me it was a long time ago and they're older than me but they showed it to me and i'm like oh you know it looks nice and she was like yeah just don't tell anybody in the family because nobody knows their parent doesn't know they don't really feel comfortable like hey you know i got this um belly ring you know i thought it'll you know enhance my appearance or whatever reason and i think that's something I, as a father, will try to have a, some understanding with my child because when they're teenagers, they have peer pressure. They're just going to do things that I don't understand, but I just got to kind of be open. Yeah, just yeah, be support and always support. be there for them. Yeah, because yeah, I kind of want them to kind of um to trust, to basically trust their father. I can't say trust, but kind of be well, just open be more i don't that's want them to be though. closed trust off is definitely a good word 
Yeah, it should yeah. go. It should be a two-way street. They should trust should you, and you know, yeah, exactly. They should also feel like they can come up to me with anything. I don't want them being discreet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. when that's when things go wrong when you start keeping secrets. Uh-huh. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's that goes to like, I guess one of my expectations of parenthood for me was to make sure that. A part of the whole communication thing is that my ch- child or children, they don't fear me. So that's what kind of what I get what we're talking about right now is like, don't be fear. I want to create a relationship where you're not fearful to tell me anything. Like, even if like, you know, something, the worst thing could happen at a young age, because we, we've all been through middle school and high school. We know things that go down in middle school and high school. So it's like, don't be fearful to come to me about you know, what's going on in your life. Like, you know, tr- trust in me that I'm going to listen to you, hear you out and support you with whatever's going on in your life, in your teenage life without being fearful. Like if I tell my mom, she's going to punish me or she's going to make me do X, Y, and Z. I don't want my child to not come to me about whatever they're going through, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's, some things like um, it should not be punitive. You should be kind of lessons, you know, um, when your child's, should be open up to come to you and should not be, well, you know, go get the belt, you know. Oh, so yeah, appropriate discipline <laughs> yeah, level. Appropriate discipline. And there's no yeah. lesson in that. I mean, beating Sometimes. someone, only thing you're teaching them is fear, you know. So yeah, <laughs> this is crazy that we that you mentioned that because I remember one time we were at your parents' house and you were having a conversation with your parents about like beating. You felt like you would still be the same person today with or without beatings. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a test about generations because our generation, we're saying as what, gen, what are we? Millennials. 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 It's a lot. Millennials. We're millennials. Like as millennials and Gen Zers, we're saying like, oh, we'll be the same person without, you know, punishment. But our parents' generation, baby boomers and all that, they don't feel that way. You know, they feel like, listen, this is what I was taught. And it shaped me to be who I am now. Because without those punishments, who knows where I would be? And though that may be true, like you were saying, Matthew, we have to realize that you know times have changed. We're not in that that those those decades anymore where this is like has has to be done. Beatings have to be done. We have to create a new style of parenting where if you feel like you do need to beat your child, then you know you know it is what it is. But there's a new form of parenting where you have to understand that beatings aren't going to solve all the problems that's going on with your child yeah yeah Yeah, so i guess the expectation is like we've been taught to go into parenting and saying you tell your kids what they need to do and they listen and you know it's your way or whatever but the reality is that's not that's not necessarily all there is to parenting there's a whole lot more that goes into making sure these little human beings thrive and become an asset to society you know so the whole parenting space is just a lot of lessons for us yes yeah and i i'm not opposed beating <laughs> <laughs> i think i think You're not 100 i'm not 100 but um i think it just the certain um um predicament um is contingent on if it's uh if it's the right situation but um sometimes certain um actions are just like lessons to be honest instead of punitive but i think certain actions do require the you know a, a mild beating for the crime how how severe the crime is yeah. you'll get more of a physical situation that's if it's correct. not that real we might just talk it out that's correct 
Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm leaning towards the it's not that real, let's talk it out. But I did tell I can't see you beating. Yeah, I don't I don't think I would ever beat You wouldn't hurt us fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would ever beat Sebastian or any kids that we have afterwards. <laughs> but I feel but I have had conversations with Cameron where I said that if if I, I felt like so strong like I think we had this conversation too, Cam. It's like is Sebastian like throwing a chair at school and hit someone? Like No, I, I, I can't say that that's not like a situation where we need to really have a talk and I'll send you to your father. Because yeah, I mean, Cameron Because Cameron, <laughs> Cameron, I mean, you discussed that you are not really into the whole beating thing unless it is absolutely no. Well, I like, I don't really like the word beating. I like yeah. the word aggression because I feel like for me some children require aggression, like not just like, oh, you did something wrong. Like some children require like for you to get in their face and say like, no, this is how it's going to go down. It doesn't necessarily, doesn't necessarily mean I'm taking my belt off. I'm beating you till you bleed. It means like I might rough you up a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I might just say, hey, look, like I might push you against the wall. Like it's not going to be like anything like slave type beating type stuff. Oh, like, that's Lord. crazy. Or yeah, go get a no, switch. No, 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 that's that's yeah. <laughs> just nah, like I, I feel like that, line between the th- it's a new world. Those days are over. Like it's time there's there's better ways, I think, especially for males, like aggression works. Women, it may be more different. I think Michelle's relationship with a daughter is very, very important because, you know, there are ways that you can get your point across that d- doesn't require any physical touch that, you know, some s- simple things like silent treatment can be very hurtful to a child, mm-hmm. even more hurtful than beating them. You know what I mean? Like, and that's something you have to figure out. Every child is different. Some things work on one child. That's not going to work on the other. And that's, you know, you doing your due diligence, doing the work, learning your child, learning what works for them. Like if I know Sebastian's a sensitive child, if I know he values my relationship, I know that if I don't talk to him for a day, that's going to hurt him. I'm going to opt for that versus aggression or physical harm. You know what I mean? But Um, beating is always a last option, I feel. You know, I'm I'm glad you brought up the difference between like the son and the daughter, because I feel like I mentioned on an episode or something ago how Elijah's aggressive. So, like, I feel like Matthew has to sometimes like get in his face and like do that man to man thing for him to like respect. (laughs) But whereas Sophia, she's like emotional. like "Eh." So, like, if you you raise your voice at her, she's going to run and go cry. Right. So, like, I have to approach how I'm disciplining her a little bit different because she does get a little bit sensitive and she's taking it like you know mommy doesn't really you know like me anymore and i'm like that's not the case you know so i have to be a little bit more gentler like Mm -hmm. honey you cannot do this sweetheart Mm -hmm. like you know um but she does not like when you you have to tell her something or you said no that was bad stop and she's just like like so emotions but Elijah, you have to repeatedly grab this dude because he does not want to listen and he's throwing things <laughs> and hitting you back. So you mm-hmm. got to rough him up, man. Yeah. It's different strokes for different folks. <laughs> it's different. Gender differences, yeah. Yeah, I yeah feel like, gender differences. I feel like Elijah feels like he's like the man of the house sometimes and yeah. Matthew has to put him in his place. <laughs> At 11 months old. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's over here. But Sophia is yeah. totally different. So it's yeah. like you, every child is different. And like gender roles do kind of play into it sometimes. Um, but yeah, like Elijah's on another level. So sometimes I'm like, I don't, Matthew, he's just not listening to me. And I think he knows mm-hmm. you shut it down more for him in yeah. a different way than I shut it down for how I do for Sophia. Yeah. 
to Sophia with her. Um, there's certain um things you could just say, not mean like um derogatory. Of course, I wouldn't say that, but it's like, I just like, hey, not nice. And then she just got extremely emotional, and she understood what she did was wrong. And you kind of explain like, yo, this is not nice. Like you cannot, you cannot do this action, or you cannot conduct your way in this manner not nice that's that's the two two words not nice and she just gets emotional that's all you have to say that's all i have to say well elijah he does have this little aggression this little uh, whiny um this whiny voice and i don't know if he's trying to like challenge you but sometimes (laughs) you kind of have to put your foot down and really you know, really yoke him up. Yeah. No, I'm I that's it gets a little old. Yeah. <laughs> but you really have to kind of set your foot in and kind of like really like solidify your position. Establish it early. Establish it baby, early. You know, so that <laughs> as they get older you don't have to do as much and they understand, you know. Exactly. I mean there was that one time when my mom was here, I did something to Sophia and she was not feeling me. What did I do? And she went to your mom. Like he never runs. Oh no, I had a clip. So Sophia hates her nails getting clipped. So Mm -hmm. I had to clip her nails and my mom had to hold her down because it's like crazy theatrics. She's screaming, yelling, kicking. (laughs) And so she got mad at me for clipping her nails and she got mad at my mom for holding her down. And so then she she finally did run to you. And she was not feeling me. Yeah. Yeah, Bash doesn't I mean, run to me for anything. So um, <laughs> he doesn't. She doesn't really go to him, but she was done with us. Like yeah. she was like, how could we violate her that way? So she went over to Matthew, and she was just hanging out with him. And it took her a while to like come back and be cool with me that night. I was like, okay, fine. Like that's how you feel. Yeah, out of and, control. And I was cherishing that moment. That felt it good. Never right? runs to me. Yeah, it felt really good. And I'm like, whatever. But um. Also, to uh, bring it back to the whole expectation versus reality, there was two things I wanted to touch on. It was potty training and then also, um, like, when you wean off breastfeeding the kids. Mm. Um, So, like, when I weaned off breastfeeding Sophia, the expectation was I would just supplement her with milk. But I was in for a rude awakening that she was she does not like milk. She didn't want to do any milk. So, like, she kind of went for, like, um, like, a liquid strike. Like, she didn't really drink any liquid for like a few days yeah, almost few days. and it was like really scary to us because we couldn't get her to um drink anything but like you know when you read the books about how you wean off breastfeeding i mean we did it hardcore we just cut her yeah, off cold turkey. we didn't even ease her into it so then she was protesting so we were like she i felt like she was like dehydrated a lot for a while um and then ended up she just ended up drinking water which was like okay was oh wow yeah. but she didn't want anything to with milk oh. and she still doesn't but here we go with Elijah. I'm starting to lean him off slower, which mm-hmm. is probably smarter. Yeah. And I'm already giving him whole milk, and he loves it. Yeah. So it goes into every child is different, and not necessarily even anything that someone tells you of how to do something might work. You know, like you just kind of have to figure it out. Yep. Yeah. And then with the potty training, which you know you guys are going to be creeping up on that soon. <laughs> um, I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's not a joke. No, it's, not. <laughs> it's really not. So, I mean, you know, you the males stick together with potty training. That's your job. <laughs> that, I will, mm-hmm. we'll we'll see how it goes, but you yeah. think you think it's going to be easy bring a little potty or a little seat on the toilet mm-hmm. and boop 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 take a week. 
and bong but my mom says she only took a week to potty train us and i'm like mom for real because like that's not what's happening over here does she recall (laughs) what age she started you i don't know but she said she took a week off and did it but you know jackie fuller is on another level but in reality that's just not like my daughter she used to like if she needed to poop she used to go run and hide and poop Mm -hmm. and then come back out when she was finished because she knew we were coming for her to go to the potty. You know, like, they, they're smart. They, they peep game. They know what's going on. Um, so we're finally gotten to the point where, like, um, now we're putting her on the toilet every two hours because we want her to be semi-potty trained by daycare. Um, and nothing really happens on the toilet, but at least she knows. When she wakes up, she goes to the toilet. But I, I'm recently also finding that she, I think she puts on some theatrics because we're watching her. Because the other day, yeah. I put her on the toilet and left the room, and she peed and pooped Definitely by herself. Oh, wow. No problem, yeah. So I'm like, hmm, you know, you got to learn a new strategy. You know, some of these kids, they catch on early and like, okay, I see what mommy and daddy doing, so let me put on a show. Let me not do this because that's not what I'm feeling. And you're over here stressed, like, my kid can't potty train or my kid can't do this or whatever. And it's like, that's not the case. It's, your kid is just very smart, and they want to do things they, how they need to on or how they terms. want to. And yeah. you need to find a different way of, you know, getting them to that next point. So now that I know how our daughter rolls, like, I'm like, okay, Sophia, I see you. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to get this going. She's going to be potty trained for, like, for real, for real. Oh, yeah. By the time she goes to uh, daycare. But um, so I'm <laughs> like, I'm going to just put her in the bathroom and walk away and see what happens. Because I think, you know, they're used to us holding their hands through a lot which we do but sometimes they need to like you know stretch their legs a little bit and grow a little bit on their own mm-hmm. learn on their own i agree yeah because sophia's a smart little something <laughs> yeah i mean i'll leave the potty training like i said to cameron i don't i just i just already can see it going down if i do it and i i, I don't know if i'm like not stern enough i don't know but i can see myself putting sebastian on the pot and he just tries to get up because he sees me and, and follow me everywhere so i feel like if cameron did it he'd be more i don't want to say forceful i don't want to say forceful but he'd be more stern stern about it and then sebastian would get like oh i need to sit here and use the potty yeah i don't think i can be i don't don't even think i have the game face to be stern with sebastian honestly listen when 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 you're in the moment you're gonna feel it and you're something's gonna come out of you and you're gonna be like i'm not playing no more games sebastian let's go (laughs) Yeah, I'll need to read a book or something. I don't know how to potty train, but I, I'll figure it out when the time comes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the time is like going to start now. So yeah. Honestly, because even when we picked them up from daycare yesterday, they did ask us about potty training. So oh, they did. Yeah, that's what she asked us about the Pampers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. So they are gonna like they're gonna assist with helping potty train while there he's there, mm-hmm. and then obviously we have to keep it up when we're home. So mm-hmm. that'll be that. It's guy. hard. It's really hard. So. And just know, sometimes also, they're just generally not ready, so then you just revisit it. So we had to do the yeah. same thing with Sophia. Sophia yeah. So, yeah. But it, it takes some time. So I don't know how these people get these kids potty trained like nonstop. But I think it takes a lot of work from you as a parent because you're nonstop bringing them to the bathroom, you know? So you mm-hmm. have to be on your schedule to get these kids together. Um, yeah, because when we um, first started with Sophia, it was, it was just like, she was probably like a year and a half or around that age and she was just not having it just jumping off um we even bought her a port- <laughs> um a portable potty that that's not attached to the toilet that's like her own self potty it's like a smaller version 
and she would not even want to sit on it. It was just bad. Like we bought her a baby shark um pottage, <laughs> and you know something nice. she could probably get comfortable because she's um familiar with baby shark, and um she was just not having it, just jumping off, just crying. Um, even when she's taking a bath and she has to go, and we'll put her on the potty, she'll just try to jump jump off. So yeah, but. I guess at that time she wasn't really mentally ready, but right now she's very compliant. Like she's staying on the toilet, give her her pad pad, or you know, just let her stay stay there. And she actually that's progress right there. Yeah, huge yeah. progress. Yeah, so make it. Mm-hmm. We're, we're we're making moves over here trying to get her together because now she really knows when she needs to pee or. It's not like she doesn't know, and she she knows how to hold it. Because yeah, before it. we put her on the potty, she wouldn't go, but then get off the potty and then pee once we get her back in her pamper. Like she yeah. knew the pamper was coming back. Yeah. So I'm telling you, these mm-hmm. kids know a lot more than we think they do. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I think to tie it all together, we are just realizing like our with expectations versus reality is that there's no gu- there's no guide to parenthood. I think that's like the major thing about expectations versus reality with parenthood there's no guide to it and we just have to figure it out as we go we learn who our children are what they like and what they don't like who they are personality wise and then we just have to adjust and that's what our reality is it's a constant daily learning we're we're learning just as much as they're learning Mm -hmm. they learn every day but we're learning with them you know so i think that's what i'm gathering from expectations versus the reality of parenthood Facts. We learn. We learn on the job. Yeah. <laughs> you learn on the job. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, that's a perfect like summary of like what's going on. Parent, parenthood is like I know there's all these manuals out there, but it's really something you just experience and you learn as much as you can, and you roll with the punches that your kids give you and try yeah. to give them a little bit of stability and um, structure, and you see what happens. Yeah. yeah. It's no yeah. manual. It's no orientation. It's no training. <laughs> Matthew's changing like a real job. <laughs> by the time you get to your third child, that child's gonna get the best parenting, the pristine. Oh yeah, number three, man. We're gonna see. Yeah. That. Well, you said you, you said your mom like David got like got it easy because <laughs> by the time David came around, oh yeah, yeah, he was I feel a third like kid. she was like she was more more strict or whatever. She she raised my sister kind of like how she was raised. And then that my sister rebelled from that. Then I was like, you know, in between, I had a little rebellion. You not, know. not, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe she. <laughs> I talked she, back a little bit. Maybe she took a few days to potty train you, <laughs> the youngest. Oh, you think David yeah, was real David quick was, to potty yeah, train? Yeah, real quick. But no, I think <laughs> David was really good, and you know, I think I think he's the might be the best egg out of the bunch for oh, yeah. for us three. the best egg. And the youngest children always learn from the older to oldest kids too. So it's like. You get an unfair advantage because it's like even me, I'm a second born. I used to watch my sister and learn just from her situations that she's going through, you know, like even into high school, just watching, learning. And I think there's an advantage to that, too. So I can't say that for me. I, I, learned, <laughs> I learned nothing from Tia. Well, you learn. Well, you sometimes you learn what to do or what not to do. <laughs> okay, well, if you put it that way, yeah, I learned what not to do. Give Tia some credit. Put some respect yeah. on Tiara's name. Yeah, yeah. I, I learned what not to Don't do trash from Tiara. Just <laughs> trashing Tiara, like on air too. Right That's crazy. Listen, listen, Tiara. Tiara knows what's up. She she knows she knows what childhood was like growing up. 
She knew she was the problem child. Oh so I learned what not trashing to trashing her. <laughs> she's just trashing her sister. <laughs> you could call her right now and say, Tierra, are you the problem child? Were you the problem child growing up? And she'll say yes. I'm she knows. Call her up. So maybe we should have her on the show. Yeah, that should be the next show. Have <laughs> Tierra on the show. The well, she has free time, so she could definitely She's come a on. Parent, you know? Yeah, she is a parent. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect candidate. All right, we're going to get to your <laughs> All these job references, Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> I know. He's speaking very much job references. He's like orientation, Perfect candidate. candidate. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the reality and the expectation of parenthood is just that. It's kind of like the road to success, right? It's not that straight path. It's that the bumps and the curves and the winds and the surprises. So, you know, just just revel in the moment at the same time as losing your mind over the craziness that your kids bring you with. But, you know, we're doing our best. And it's yeah. all worth it. That's all worth it. And um, uh, I want to really appreciate the fellas dropping knowledge real yeah shout out fact. maddie g in the building ooh, dr cammy g over there like Damn. i appreciate dr cammy g <laughs> um we talk about you guys all the time so it's nice that our uh listeners will be like oh okay that's what their their partners sound like and that's what I they pre- have to deal with i appreciate it what love. That's what they have to deal with. <laughs> yeah thanks for ha- thanks for having me on you know it was nice talking with you guys I appreciate you coming, Cameron. You know, you know, me and you've always been homies, homies, cousin homies, because you've been mm-hmm. holding it down for me for a long time. So I'm yeah. glad I got to get some FaceTime with you and, you know, give us your thoughts about childhood and dealing with Miss Michelle Monique. You know, I know hey, I'm great. It ain't easy with her, but, you know. <laughs> hey, I'm great. Know. Yeah, you're perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. He said I'm no, perfect. No, Michelle Monique, you're the best. You've been holding. <laughs> um, no, she's really great. Oh, yeah. yeah, you and you and Matthew been like BFFs for like evs now. So, for yeah. like ever. Yeah. yeah. Me and Matthew go back. That's Way what I'm gonna better. put on our website. Me and Matthew go on the back. wedding website. <laughs> back to that day, um, who was you needed a ch- tire change or something? That one day. Did in- did I need a tire change? I, I don't know. I always had car problems. It was always either. Situation. It was always yeah. tires, rocks hitting my windshield. It was always something. <laughs> that's the New York City lifestyle. Yeah, that's the New York City lifestyle. Facts, man. <laughs> not for the week. No, but um, I, <laughs> I hope everybody enjoyed our banter's, um, with Matthew and. Dr. Cameron Nathaniel Gilliard and I, government out here. Damn. I did the full government. I'm putting like a lot of respect on it. Is that cool? That. Yeah. So people can look you up. That respect on my name. <laughs> they can look, look you up. up. <laughs> um, but no, everybody, I hope you really enjoyed it. I, we had a really good time this episode and you know, it's, it's real. It's what we really go through as parents. And um, you know, as always, please like comment and share, give us your thoughts and give us some, new episode topics because we're like running through ideas here um and yeah i guess we'll tune in next week for the next topic of what we need to discuss so thanks everybody yes thank you all right guys see you later bye thank you for listening to i'm a mom what's next please don't forget to like share and subscribe to our podcast on the platforms where you listen to podcasts we want to hear from you join our facebook group I'm a mom, what's next?
and let us know your thoughts on our episodes your experiences as a mom and what you would love for us to dive into on our show thank you for listening and we'll see you next week mamas